I got it. I got it too. Music, words, things you see, things that you eat, um, things, things you that smell. David Bowie experienced in life. Things that David Bowie experienced in life, such as uh, intense uh, abdominal pain after eating <laughs> uh, movie things theater chili, uh, things in music. Uh, you ever think about that, like when you're on the toilet and you're like like it's so bad you're like grabbing your knees like it's that bad and you ever think to yourself someone who i adore and cherish and like a hero of mine has had this experience before george clooney george clooney george clooney has set shivering has gotten a visit on a toilet from the ass dragon after eating one too many pickled jalapeno slices um, I don't Obviously know. the person I admire the most, George Clooney. <laughs> it's an odd choice, but yes. hey, whatever. He's very I'm not, handsome. I'm he, not shouldn't, gonna... he shouldn't poop. Welcome to Clooney shaming. Uh, wait, no, Bowie's planning. <laughs> um, this is our second episode, so <laughs> you must have enjoyed the first one. Um, sure, <laughs> I did. <laughs> or or you're just it's on it's on repeat and uh you can't get to your phone mm. uh whatever so um we uh are we this is we what do we do oh hey that's Eric. <laughs> hi hey, this is a podcast <laughs> i already talked so i already broke podcast law that's so. right Okay. Yeah. Well, we're both here. I'm Dan. Um, I love the Beatles. That was a character. I ooh, that's not true. I fucking hate the Beatles. <laughs> I, I can't even do it. Um, uh oh, we're getting uh-oh. messages from people. Uh oh. Uh oh. Uh oh. Oh, nope, the chat's lighting up. Oh, the chat. <laughs> oh no. Oh god. Why am I doing it like this? Uh, right. Stop. 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 Okay, hold on. I need to change the setting on that this isn't gonna work all right um <laughs> pause the podcast for a few minutes and when you come when just give it for like I'll, five minutes and when you I'll turn be, it back on we'll be fine i'll just edit it uh mute notifications there we go because for one hour okay one. Be, there we go because that was uh I'm not gonna get into it. Okay. You can probably put it two and two together on what that was. Uh right. So we by we, I mean both Eric and myself and possibly you, listener. Mm-hmm, um mm-hmm. we listened to I re-listened to, and Eric actually you re-listened to as well several times, as a matter of fact. I listened to it three times today. The rise and fall of Ziggy Stardust and the Spiders and from Mars, brought to you by Pepsi Cola. Um, did you play it at maximum volume, as suggested? Uh, I played it at maximum volume once. Okay, that's. Good. I was running down a street one of the times I listened to it, and I fo- I, I figured that was probably not the best no. time to listen to it at. Right. Yeah, because then people might hear it through your headphones. Right, and then they swerve off the road and kill me. 
And then they'd be like, whoa, wait a minute. Are you Eric from Bowie's Planning? I like, guess I am. Uh, can I That's please what get happens. My run? They're so surprised. They <laughs> run into me. <laughs> yes. Oh. Um, I have uh, some history, as we talked about, with the Bowie nerd uh, online community. Mm-hmm. Um, I've engaged with them. Uh, oh. they're, they're on Facebook, <laughs> some of them. Uh, this is a group of people who used to invade a website called TeenageWildlife.com on the message board. Uh, more about that later. We um, <laughs> we oh, no. had so many fun antics, uh, and I put it out to them uh, that we're doing this, and do they have any questions? Do they have any comments? Uh, basically, all that sort of stuff. And here we go. This is from, let's see if I can remember his username. It was, I don't remember. Oh. Wait, no. Um, nope, I can't get there. Uh, let's just say his name. Well, his real name is not that. So Kenneth Dahl says, uh, Velvet Goldmine should have been on one of the tracks. You didn't hear that song. Uh, nobody likes it ain't easy and don't say shut. Okay, whatever. Shut up. Uh, it's a bold point. Also, it's too late to call the podcast uh, pod out and a pod age pod dream. That is Bowie uh, fan humor. And I hate to tell you, we're going to get a lot of it. Um, yeah, I'm in. <laughs> yeah, it is and too it, late, although. And, and again, don't don't worry. They'll they'll hate me for these things. Not you. You're an innocent in this. Um, let's see. What else do we have? Um, will you be releasing as you record or do you plan to have more complete before dropping the episodes? Of course, we're releasing as we record. What are you talking about? Um, Except for right now. Yes. Um, You'll need to get into detail of what a pink monkey bird is. Okay. Let's see. Uh, Search Google for pink monkey bird. Monkey bird may refer to, um, Okay, Diane, you are crazy. I don't know what you're talking about. Oh, never mind. No, she, I like her. She's fun. Uh, and uh, when we, oh, by the way, uh, when we finally get our shit together, the show's email will be David Bowie at teenagewildlife.net. Technically, yes. it already is. <laughs> I've already done it. Yeah. So those of you who are, were, were on teenagewildlife.com, I don't know. You're going to have some feelings about that. Hopefully they're fun. (laughs) Um, Milo Vic has asked, since you're apparently not doing them in order, I think you need to defend not doing them in order. It's a fair question. Um, It's a question I had for you. So yes, I knowing Milo Vic, I I think it's valid. Yes. I, I think. I think that we will probably go mostly in release order because that's an order to go in. But I also think um, I, I I feel like this podcast is going to become kind of a, a mirror image of Dan hates the Beatles, which is where we ended up getting there was kind of my assertion that music, a person's relationship with music should be personal and having it be strictly chronological order while that is a perfectly reasonable starting point and a, a, a good way to go we went with ziggy first because eric had listened to ziggy stardust so why not start with what you know right. um 
but I I think that yeah, we will probably go mostly in chronological order as a starting point. However, I don't want to get too dogmatic about that because um I don't know, there could be some moments where it just makes sense to skip to another place, you know, or finish off a period like the Ziggy period where he was, you know, doing this kind of thing for two and a half, three years. And yeah, Bowie historians out there, I will frustrate you. I'm sorry. Um, but it's kind <laughs> of that. Um, uh, it, I think it just makes sense to kind of do that and, and go with wherever we're feeling we need to go. And Eric, you, as you know, have carte blanche in terms of like, Hey, I want to really, I want to hear heroes now, you know, or whatever, you know? Yeah. <laughs> fame. Let's do another episode on yeah. fame. Just the song, <laughs> the TV show fame. Um, <laughs> so yeah, that's kind of that explanation there. Um, I can't, I have no intention of being like, okay, let's do 10 machine after a uh, space oddity or anything like that. But, um, I mean, who knows? Why not leave things open for possibilities? Why not? Indeed. Mm-hmm. And Spotify is loading. Uh, Eric, how has your life been since our first episode? What what has changed? What has changed? What how how has David Bowie changed you? <laughs> well, how how has David Bowie changed? How hasn't David Bowie changed me? Right? I listened to that album that I've listened to before three times. Obviously, uh, my life has changed. Um, You know, he wrote a song about. (laughs) I can't wait to hear about that reference. I've never heard that reference before. Oh, this is this is what they don't like on the other shows. Yes, I don't know why, because I love it. (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) no, um, I, I now work in a different job, and uh, um, and uh, there, there are times of the day where I say, what am I doing? Yeah, yeah I know that feeling. Um, <laughs> you taught actually, business to children recently. Oh, I, I, uh, I, I decided that I was going to be sick that day. Oh, good. <laughs> it's, Did they just roll in like is, uh, an Olsen Twins video or something? I don't know. I just I, these days, I don't know. I just told the computer that I wasn't going to be there and they found <laughs> someone else. <laughs> oh, good. <laughs> so, hey, whatever, right? Um, uh, so uh, here, here's the thing. Here's, here's where we're going to get a little bit uh, creative. Spotify really doesn't like it when you play other people's music on your podcast. I, so yeah. we, are, we are not going to do that. However... I happen to have a friend's nephew staying with me for the next however long it takes to do this podcast, and he is very susceptible to suggestions. So he might just play certain songs in an adjacent room, which that is what if you ever hear any of these songs we're talking about playing in an adjacent room. Um that's what that is. It's just it has nothing just, to do with us. Yeah, and this we are, podcast. We are in no way playing. For example, I am not playing right now. Velvet Goldmine, but uh, 
Asher might have heard that I was talking about Velvet Goldmine, which is why he is listening to Velvet Goldmine in another room. Yes. I hope he listened to a lot of that. Oasis last week. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. So I, I hope we're all clear on that. That's what's happening. We are not. This is if you hear it. Hey, it's just it's just something that happened. So this is the song that someone said should have been on this album. I di- I disagree, but I understand I, why they think it should be. Oh, why? Why would you think it should be? Because I'm not sure. Not knowing this song. Um, and it's rapidly it Asher seems to be messing with the volume of it. Oh, is he? He's, he's being respectful to us. <laughs> so I think it I think reverb is the big reason. <laughs> not reverb, uh delay. Uh, because there's a difference. Reverb is what you may or may not be hearing as an effect on this ah, okay. program currently. Delay is the what we uh, think of as echo. Um, I, I, I so this this song was recorded around the time of Ziggy Stardust. It has a lot of the aesthetic trappings of the album. Yeah, I can I can see that. A lot of piano, a lot of similar vocal things. And I think it was also included. Well, I know, I know for a fact oh. that it was included as a bonus track uh, on the re-release of these albums that came out on Ryko Disc years ago. Um, This—it's not a hard disagree for me, but I—I I feel very validated that you also don't necessarily hear hear the connection. Okay. What is Ryko Disc? Oh, okay. What is Ryko Disc? No. Ryko. I'm going to ask a lot of what is this? What, no, what thing are you say? Oh, this is good. Um, hold on. Let's find some thinking music. Um, uh, let's see. Asher might be playing some thinking music soon. <laughs> There we go. Uh, record disc is an American rate re- uh, that that record disc yep. is an American record label owned by Warner Music Group. Uh, they uh, record disc here, Rico, Rico disc. But this is definitely staying in, by the way. Um. So, uh, how do we get into this? So for a very long period of time from and this is this is going this is just this is the worst level of Bowie history I can get because it's just going off of like half remembered details. But I think <laughs> um Raiko Disc somehow acquired the rights to or I think Warner already had the rights to Bowie's catalog. And someone, I think, at Ryko Disc said, hey, what if we re-released everything, like, remastered in, like, a really, really solid, like, very respectable way? Because his back catalog didn't really get a lot of attention for some period of time. I got oh, okay. I got some tuna in my mouth. Um, 
the Ryko disc, they kind of they put out a uh, collection called the Sound and Vision box set. Uh, see, it's right there. Um, oh. You wrote and, it on the screen with a pen. Yes. Uh, it's a pretty cool collection. Um, yeah, and so they came out with that, and they re-released all these albums with bonus tracks. And some of the bonus tracks sucked in terms of, like, why is this a bonus track? Some of them were really solid, and Velvet Goldmine was one of them. And I think that a lot of people heard, saw that and heard it, and they got excited, and they were like, hey, it should be... Because, you know, fans like to change things. They like to be like, ooh, I know better than the person because I'm a fan. Shut up, oh, yeah. fan. Yeah. Yeah. I've been there. I've been there. I've been a fan of things. Yeah. So, um, and I think that they were saying it should replace It Ain't Easy, which doesn't make sense narrative-wise. Uh, speaking of narrative, Eric, what's this album about? <laughs> <laughs> All right. So I, I have, I have questions. Okay. Here and we go. You just dove right into it. Yeah. So my main question on every single track is who is singing this song? Great question. I don't know, but I know it's not the same person. Yeah, and that's, that's what I've picked up because some of it, I, much of it, I feel like is Ziggy singing these songs and i yeah. don't know a lot about ziggy stardust mm-hmm. i don't know a lot about these spiders from mars mm-hmm. i i don't i don't get all of it because okay. i deliberately haven't looked into it but um i i have a feeling that some of these songs are ziggy songs some of these songs are david bowie songs and some of these songs are Someone singing about Ziggy Stardust and the I think, band. I think that's I think that's solid. I think that that's kind of this album has been referred to by several people as a concept album with the concept conveniently removed. Yeah, I uh, love a concept album. Yeah, album, and it, it just doesn't. It listening to it multiple times today. It, it was the first time I went. This doesn't quite all the way yeah and i think this is starting to get to a place why i think i think why i love phantasmic at disneyland so much becomes very apparent with things like this where it's just like okay we we kind of get a direction and if you were if you like were pressured like a, a knife like in your face being like you need to write an expl- explanation of what this is you could probably <laughs> come up with something okay it would probably be correct but oh boy, are you glad that that person isn't there with the knife asking you to do that? Because it's more fun, I think, to have it just be like, okay, kind of, I think, into the world, messianistic, I think, rock star who is maybe full of shit and maybe knows it, but maybe doesn't. Maybe he's just an opportunist. Uh, I get all of that. Yeah. It's almost like a standard rock and roll tale. Yeah. Like, uh, yeah. it, you know, well, I'm sure we'll get into it when we go through, but like star in particular, mm-hmm. it sounds like this is my origin story. This is 50s style background vocals. It's it's saying, oh, yeah, this is how we got into it. This is how the band came together. That That's my take on on the thing. Asher is conveniently um, started playing it in the other room. Oh, oh. Uh, um, Thank you, Asher. Uh, but yeah, it's like, it, I, I feel like when I'm listening to that, that it's Ziggy 
remembering the Halcyon days and thinking about how naive he was when he really made it big. I like that. I I, I think that there's a cinematic thing to it. Um, yeah. uh, hold on. Oh yeah, yeah, I guess yeah. We're getting into it anyway. So this so. is at the end. At the end of yeah, this is gonna be very nonlinear. Um, this is the, the track that at the end, at the very end, you can hear him say like, Just "Watch me now" in the background, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. and then that's when we get to hang on to yourself, which is very much a Ziggy track. Oh uh, yeah, for sure. This is one of the ones where I, instead of writing Ziggy song, I wrote <laughs> Ziggy. Yeah, yeah. He's, he's here. Um, it yeah. sounds like in, in in Hang On to Yourself, it sounds like he's trying to keep the band going. Oh it's yeah, not like the band have they've 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 broken up, and he's like, "Get back! Come on, we got it." That's interesting. I'm I, okay. I like that. Um, <laughs> so I think I like I like the yeah, that idea because it, it's sort of like so five years. I think is the narrator. Okay. Okay. Um, generic narrator. I like generic, I like having a generic different character. Generic narrator. And again, I I know nothing about his intent here. This is just sort of my thought about it. Um, I went. I, I I wrote that like if it is Ziggy, who's he singing to, or who who is who are they singing to? Yeah, yeah. I think maybe five years. Five years. Called it. I'm not sure. I think five years is more just like setting the stage, and he does talk to us directly because he he saw us somewhere thought i saw you there or something like that yeah and Um, i'm wondering yeah there's some there's some direct confrontation there's some references to a person a mm -hmm. specific person and i don't know if that's us or if if ziggy or the narrator is singing to someone they remember um here i'm gonna do have to do some editing to get to the thing but there's at least you said you'd have to when the album <laughs> smashed into the top five bowie clothes for ziggy stardust it's very light on its feet he stardust was the thing song's compositional brilliance his songwriting had shifted up a gear and for this documentary oh you have to a lot of interesting scrubbing through it for that I was, you know, psychedelic acid head hippie chick. In those uh, days, uh, we were still pretty. Basically, <laughs> we uh, just keep picking songs. Yeah. <laughs> um, and I then think... we. <laughs> no, there, there's it's a part. Sandwiches. There's a part that I wanted to find in this that I I didn't, um, which talks about how uh, the the time period. Hey, hey Dan. Yes. Dan. Mm-hmm. Just a little podcasting note. You can yeah. just totally edit that in later. Oh, I already totally did. do it later. I already oh, did. Oh, you did. Oh, oh okay, yeah. good. All right. I'm glad. I'm glad you did. <laughs> Maybe. Yeah. And and didn't <laughs> and didn't not do it at all. I mean, y- you know, you've been on podcast with me before. <laughs> it's a real 50-50 chance. <laughs> <laughs> Who knows, listener? Which one did I do? <laughs> Call in eight five six years. Um. <laughs> so it, it it's it gets into it's setting the stage of what was going on at the at the time in in Britain which was kind of like 
you could still feel the the presence of the previous war like things were still blowed the fuck up that's that's where a lot of my questions were coming in like yeah what was going on at the time and i didn't do a lot of looking but this is 1973 right 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 so i mean we're we're still at a particularly volatile time. So something like five years, they're not talking like, I, I doubt, I doubt Bowie's singing about the environment when he says that we've got five no. years left. It, we're still talking about like war, destroying the planet and that sort of thing. Right. Yeah. Yeah. If and that's this, what he's going for. Well, nobody knows really. I mean, except, I mean, he did at some point, I, I think, but who knows the guy had like wicked, <laughs> wicked ADHD. Not even yeah, I think, but I think that was the point. And I, and this was, this was an environment that eventually got us uh, Margaret Thatcher. Um, this was, things were really not great, you know? And, um, you know, we as uh, Americans, I think are kind of tuned out to that part of things. Um but I don't think you need to have that understanding to enjoy this album. Five years is, I think, just kind of here's the world where we are. It's things are things are bad, things are bleak. For me, things get really interesting when hey Asher, uh thank you. Um with Soul Love. Mm-hmm. Um what do you think? Give me your thoughts before I before uh, okay. I Okay. I, I do love I do love Soul Love. We'll we we need to address something that I picked up on at the end of five years after listening to it three times today. Yeah, yeah. I think th- there's these weird like Oh yeah, yeah. <laughs> um, <laughs> yeah like yeah. horse neigh guitar licks at the end of the song, and I count them, there are four. Are they the four four horse? And of the apocalypse, I'm getting real weird as somebody who no, no that's fine. Five years to this stuff seriously for you know you're going deeper than I ever. I, <laughs> um, I I'm sure like okay, that's that's a little bit of a stretch, but like there were cool oh, yeah. licks, but so. You're, you're, that's you're not, not finding it on a cursory this, look. Um, this, thank you, Asher, for pausing. This is an excellent um, question. And I, this also reminds me to go into some of the things that Bowie was really obsessed-ish with at the time. And the, oh. these are themes that kind of continued. Um, he <laughs> has always your, been... Your Google search was just a random pile of shit. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. I'm well my my Google's a mess. Um he was very interested in um a lot of philosophy and things about identity and in, and and isolation and insanity and um one of the documentaries that I was trying to look at was ta- talking about how because he he his eyes his eyes weren't always different colors. In fact, they were never different colors. Just one was kind of frozen open because mm-hmm. he got into a fight and an actual friend of his punched him right in the eye and he was hospitalized for a while. And um, he kind of in that period, it was like the formative teenage years. He was really feeling very isolated and he was noticing that he's physically different his there's a history of uh, mental illness in his family which led his brother to commit suicide at some point 
Um, and there's just a lot of, there's a lot of that kind of stuff going on as is apparent in his entire career. Mm-hmm. Um, and he also started turning to authors who were, you know, kind of talking about apocalyptic things and, oh, the Ubermensch that that never gets weird. Don't worry. Oh, good. There's not. There's oh, no, not never a point. to that. It's no. not a point where his his obsession with the Ubermensch takes a weird turn. Okay. Okay. Good. good to know. Oh, that's that's great. I, I love the way this podcast is going. <laughs> And if it if it does, it gets better. <laughs> That's just I just put, just put many in, years after that. It's fine. not out there. It's just it, if it were to happen, it would be just a momentary thing. Mm. <laughs> Love it. Uh, yeah. Um, so I would not be surprised if it was the four horsemen of the apocalypse. Was I mean it's a these are smart people. He's a smart writer. Uh, That's kind of why I went there. I'm like, it's not, it's not how crazy Dan has to know about it. That somebody has brought this up before. They probably did. And I probably ignored them because that's the kind of thing that like, <laughs> I mean, it's well, I inter- think about it. Who cares? Well, I, I honestly, I've never, I have never caught that detail, but now that you mention it, um, it would make perfect sense to me that, mm-hmm. okay. that, that, I mean, we're talking about the end of the world and that's, yeah, that's the vibe of the song to me Yeah, on, yeah. on my listen. Yeah. That's an excellent question. Uh, again, call in or put uh, in the group or email, David, email, email David Bowie, email David Bowie <laughs> at teenagewildlife.net yeah. with your thoughts and concerns for our right. mental health. Yes. Um, so soul love. Oh, wait, wait, wait. Yeah. Sorry, one more thing about yeah. five years. Uh, early, early line in the song. Is it, I never thought I'd need so many people or meet so many people? Because both are pretty cool. I think but it's need. I thought I thought it was need too. My first time I, I heard meet so many people, which is literally something that I told Teg, my co-host <laughs> on, on other podcasts. Um <laughs> And I, I said that to him like two days ago. I'm, I never thought I'd meet so many people. Holy cow. <laughs> and listen to the hub crawl, everybody. Mm-hmm. Um, and, um, but need is, is probably more what he was going for. That's that. So I, I figured that was it, but I, I like that. I really liked that line. It's, it's a, it's, it's a really great line. And I, 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 within this isolation theme that he has is also of, theme of like you know needing people and um wanting a connection but not really knowing how to make one i mean this is why i don't know if you know this but this is one of the main reasons ziggy stardust exists in the first place uh his background was hey i want to be a singer songwriter kind of really like a a, an old showman like anthony anthony newley i think is the guy that he really liked oh um i don't know him he was a uh, he was an English guy who was basically like a song and dance man. You know, he was like, okay. uh, imagine if Dick Van Dyke, you know, uh, had more of a musical career. You know, okay, like okay. that kind of a thing. Um, you know, he would do these weird sketches, and he was just more of an overall like entertainer. Um, as 
existed in the mid 60s. Oh, of course. Yeah, that that's what you did. You watched somebody dance around on a stage or yeah, yeah. 50 people singing a song together. Right. So, you know, it's like I'm going to act, I'm going to sing. But his 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 real focus was in songwriting and wanting to tell stories through songwriting. Um, And he really, really had no interest in like he wanted to he i think he wanted to want to be an, a performer but he didn't at the end of the day he didn't want to be the one singing his own songs he wanted mm-hmm. he wanted uh yes to be a performer but he was also writing these songs for other people okay um and yeah there, so, there are plenty of people like that yeah yeah and so like a, a paul williams kind of character you know okay. um uh anytime i can make that reference makes me happy uh Glad we could I, bring Paul Williams into this. <laughs> um, and over time, and we'll when we get to uh, Space Oddity, we don't need to listen to his first album, and I think he would agree. Um, oh, we're not. We already listened to. Uh, we already listened to. Uh, oh, the gnome. What? Yeah, yeah. On the previous it's episode, all kind of like that. Um, oh gosh all novelty yeah yeah i mean there's some that is there's some the, the sort of thing that like leonard nimoy could have done for the most part i mean there okay. there's it, it's 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 more of a the reason i i feel safe skipping it is the next album the one that we'll probably listen to next space oddity um hits all of those things but okay in a way that is better and actually like good music and um so we historically bowie was kind of trying to make a name for himself trying on all these different things uh sometimes literally because they put on a dress um what no that's actually that was that was part of the deal he was like well if i wear a dress people will be very interested in what i'm doing um which was true um and eventually, with outside influences and his own meandering, he came up with this Ziggy Stardust character, where it's it's almost it's almost like the narrative of Star, where it's just like, well, I could do this, <laughs> okay, <laughs> you know? Um, oh yeah, yeah. I mean, was is it? No, it's in Lady Stardust when they're when they're sing when he's singing about you know the long black hair and everybody's right. staring and right. Okay. Right. So he's kind of like it's it, it's almost like the person it's almost like whoever is the character in Lady Stardust is David Bowie, the person imagining his Ziggy Stardust character as like, oh, this is what it might look like. Hmm. So there's a lot of things in here that are autobiographical, but within this context of it being a, a concept album with the concept, you know, removed. Um. Anyway, does that did, did I just say anything that made any you, sense? You, you you added a lot of context <laughs> okay. that I that I am I'm I'm liking. So okay. yes, thank you. Uh, uh here, yeah. Let's let's. This is from an interview from a long time ago. So uh, BBC, sue us if you want to. I don't care. Uh, but this is him in 1977. Love to get a cease and desist from the BBC. Wouldn't that be awesome? That'd be the best. Um, <laughs> this is him talking about Ziggy Stardust in 1977. Ziggy, I wanted, I wanted to define the archetype 
uh, Messiah Rockstar. That's all I wanted to do. And I used the trappings of Kabuki theater, mime technique, um, fringe New York music, like uh, my references were Velvet Underground, right. whatever. Suffragette City or... Uh, it had that, that, the that energy value. The I wanted street. that energy value, yeah. It was Even a the cover British the view yeah. of American en street energy. So Ziggy was, for me, a very simplistic thing. It was what it seemed to be, an alien rock star. And uh, for performance value, I dressed him and acted him out. I left it at that. Other people reread him and contributed more information about Ziggy than I had put into him. Right, they could write it, novels about that guy. Right. right, I think basically because of the uh, that I'd put three viewpoints into the album um, from uh, three different areas. Maybe the the character himself would appear, and then there would be two other statements by two other people, all on one album, which was kind of confusing. Oh, but it was, I mean, it was, it was uh, the way an author would write a book. Yes. Rather, I mean, it hadn't been utilized that much in, in, in records. And Forever. I had trouble they, explaining they that they it was just, spiders, it was a theater piece that the spiders didn't really exist. That they only existed for the length, the duration of that character's life. Right. And I was stuck with him for a long time. It took a long time to shake him off. After I had finished working with him, because people relate to him more than David Bowie at the time. So right, yeah, I he, only laughed because uh, it cut to the interviewers who are the most seventies looking people. Yeah, no, I know, I know, they totally are. <laughs> There's two schlubs sitting on a couch. Yeah, it's like <laughs> like two rolls of shag carpeting, just like right there. Um, yeah, and and what's funny is that he his band, the Spiders. He actually called his band the Spiders from Mars. Okay, um, they were just these working class, you know, pub musicians from hole which i don't know what that is i my guess is it's like a it's you know like uh oh god we don't have enough shared regional um so what, what what's like a working class neighborhood in colorado just uh, commerce city commerce city for me it'd be like rancho cucamonga or something you know like like places where it's just like hey that's it's not that there's nothing happening there because they have a pub and they have pub bands but and it's just you know these people who just like i'm gonna pick up my guitar after playing at the factory you know um and they were very 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 resistant to dressing up the the way that they did ah uh, <laughs> so david's like no we're putting on wigs <laughs> we're doing it <laughs> uh yeah uh, david uh i'm sorry i'm sorry sorry david um could we uh have a discussion about um uh, there's there are too many sequins on my pants uh, in for the next show. I I didn't agree to this many sequins, uh, David. Uh, they're they're too tight. Um, I I I like the way they accentuate your junk, but my junk, I just don't. Uh, no, thank you, David. <laughs> this bit brought to you by David Bowie's area. Um. Let's <laughs> Let's see. I think there's a spot where. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay, here he gets into it a little bit. You do, in this in one. your set list, you have a, a song from Ziggy Stardust, which yeah. just been reissued. It's been 30 years since you retired. You must pop yeah. your ego. Um, you refer to Ziggy in the third person often. Why do you think he's endured so long and so influential? <laughs> it's all about the hair. <laughs> uh, 
Well, he was alarmingly, uh, he, he was alarmingly cartoon-like at the time. I think there was something that substantially people could read anything they wanted to in, in him. In a way, I'm very happy that I didn't follow through with the idea of trying to convert him to uh, another, uh, uh, another presentation, another form. I mean, there was an idea of making a film about him or doing a theatrical piece about him like that. Uh, but I was really, somebody that I got together with initially to talk about the script, they kind of pushed me away from the idea, saying, why do you want to do that? Why do you want to like tie up the loose ends? Um, because people have such a personalized idea of who Ziggy Stardust was, that you would disappoint a lot of people if you came up with a definitive personality and, and backstory and all that. And I, I think, oh, you're right, you know. So eventually I just walked away from it, doing that, to, and just leave them be. When you perform the songs 30 years later, does yeah. it bring you back to that time? Nah. <laughs> no. No, I'm a lot shorter now, you know. But that was the heels. <laughs> but uh, it's... Um, I just like... I mean, uh, the songs really, they're very good. They, they stand up. I mean, the couple we're doing, you know, tonight even. They're, they're good. They're rollicking things, you know. They really rock. It's all, it's all. Not to, it ain't easy. Yeah, I, I, uh, there's there's an interview. It's probably one of these longer ones, but I don't I don't want to have to get through it. But basically, they the, his uh, his bandmates eventually got to a point where they were they were because they saw the they saw how much the fans liked it, especially the female fans. So they were mm-hmm. just like, you know, hey Mick, give who who stole my hairspray or whatever. whatever. Like they're they're totally into it. Um, Anyway, tangent. Um, so soul love. Um, yeah, soul love. Um, uh, my my favorite line: "All I have is my love and loving that loving that the chorus. Uh, oh, all I have is my love of love and love is not loving." Yes, yes. Sorry. Yes. Yeah. <laughs> I remember I misremembering it, but it's still like the chorus is great. Yeah, yeah. Or well, the... and there's there's a lot of lyrics in in re-listening to this. I thought of modest mouse and how they caught on to all of the wrong things of uh, script of songwriting from this. Cause they, in, in soul love, there's just, he'll introduce like an idea and like an opposite idea or a conflicting idea and deal with them in a way that actually does make sense in a mm-hmm. purely conceptual way where Mr. Mouse, modest mouse, um, it's it's senor mouse senor <laughs> senor mouse um for a lot of the lyrics it's just a clusterfuck it's just like ah haha look i'm gonna do this now it's over here now it's over here where, where with this one all i have and i think the the line that you you came the line that stuck with you is a good example of this all I have is my love of love and love is not loving can sound yeah. like the kind of line that uh, a very self-impressed, like 15 year old would put in a poem, but it stands up to scrutiny because it's, <laughs> it, it, but it, cause it's just like, well, so many decades later, I'm like, that still resonates. I, I still like that. Yeah. I yeah. mean, okay, sure. I grew up with modest mouse and, and similar <laughs> bands too, but um <laughs> It may, it may, it may not help, uh, but but yeah, like it, it's soul love is great. Um, fantastic saxophones, 
Oh, yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Played by Mr. David Bowie himself, by the way. Oh, yeah. Oh, did not know that. Yeah. All right. Is this a Ziggy song? Oh, God. Um, I think. Asher. I think this is the first. I think Moon Age Daydream is our first Ziggy uh, song. First real because Ziggy's all about the rock. Yeah. So I, I haven't put a lot of thought into this, but if I were to come up with that kind of the like the narrative, the narrative of this, I think it is five years is like. It's like the opening scroll. Okay. I got it. Yeah. Um, Soul love is that's our, that's our set piece thing where it's showing us, you know, someone kneeling before a grave and the, the, the memory is hovering between her and the gravestone. Um, And kind of, a statement of where we're all at as people and where these characters are at within the story. And then like smash cut to Ziggy, like off in a spaceship somewhere. Like, okay. So this you're, you're kind of recreating, like this sounds more like a concept album now. Yeah. The way you're laying it out. And I'm, I'm down with it because um, I love a concept album and <laughs> it sounds more, more like there was some. It, yeah. There's some story behind it, although it's not as clear as other concept albums, which can get heavy handed and whatever, but, um, but yeah, I'm, I'm down. Uh, Moon age daydream sounds more consistent with a lot of the, the later tracks. Yeah. Sure. Yeah, and I think that this is this is it's it's I think that this is the again, this is just me and I, this is just some random jackass who has never pretended to be David Bowie online. Um trying to this is just kind of my thoughts that have carried that have followed me around through the years. Yeah, per- perish uh, the thought, yes. Right. Oh my uh and I think that this is the transmission that the character in Starman Hears, so he's so that we, we have we have this character in Starman who is excited to hear the transmission from Moon Age Daydream. So these two, these two are kind of like they're kissing. They're going mm-hmm. like this. Nope. Is a, that's what it, that's what it looks like when they're they're freaking way out. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. Uh, it ain't easy. I don't know. Why yeah, I don't know I, what it is. I wrote Ziggy's version of a folk song. It's it's got kind of a. It, I mean, it's got the, like the breakdown in it is is pretty rad, but it's very like it's like listening to a track from War or one of those other like late sixties um, anti Vietnam bands. Yeah, it's it's not a bad track. In fact, no, I no, I, I don't do mind it at all. It. Um. To me, what makes the most sense is that this is the band that played before whoever is narrating Lady Stardust saw Ziggy Stardust. Okay. Okay. I'm down with that. Um, Can I also point out that the Hoochie Coochie woman that he has found 
Yeah. Um, is definitely the same hoochie coochie woman from the carousel of progress. <laughs> <laughs> and yeah. she has finally settled down with Ziggy. <laughs> yeah. Uh, I, I, I don't, I don't have any, the, I, I almost think that it ain't easy is put in there to intentionally make us stop looking for a narrative. Okay. But at the same time, I think it could fit a narrative, but in a way that only makes sense to the author. Yeah, it it doesn't fit in. I can see that. It doesn't fit in with a, a regular narrative. But... But, it, but it also fits in as a contrasting element. Yeah, yeah. It's a, it's a little break. Um... Yeah, after after the last few songs, although Moon Age Daydream and Star, I guess Starman is almost more, in some ways, is more of a break. Moon Age Daydream has like a like a relentless sort of drive to it at the end. Um, just the the tempo is in a is in a kind of a tense place, and the the sounds the soundscape that's going on is very tense. Um, even though it, it's pretty rad, it's. Um, I think it, it also is... Well, no, that's not true. Moon Age Daydream. I was going to say, it is, it's the first time we get to hear the band be the band, but that's totally Moon Age Daydream, too. Yeah, and that, that works. Although, I, I do I do love the random references to spacey things. Like, let's just put spacey things into there. And is that because that was the concept, or is it because that worked out pretty well with um, Space Oddity? Is that what... Maybe uh, um, I'm trying to think of uh, original. While, while you're thinking, I will tell you that uh, the the band that I played with in Band of Friends wasn't really a band. We never played anywhere other than my condo um, in the aughts. Uh, we came up with a concept called um, we were going to do a bunch of pre or contemporary like old blues standards where we would throw in hackneyed um, sci-fi concepts mm-hmm. uh, because there was this guy who just was in, obsessed with space and would um, he liked playing the blues so he'd play these songs about uh... yeah we never really made it very far. We never really conceptualized this very much other than one song called Lost in Space. That was a <laughs> blues song. Um, oh, wait, no, we did another one, Space Food. And just, everything, everything was just the most hackneyed, like, let's, let's just play a song. I'm going to find me a woman and we'll eat space food. <laughs> like, hell yeah. It was the stupidest stuff. And uh, we started a Twitter account, which is now an X account um, that I don't remember the uh, password to. So it's it's gone. So I'm I found the original track listing of oh. this album, which I forgot that this kind of thing is going to come in really handy on a few albums. Oh, um, uh, oh, side flips, yeah, mm-hmm, side flips. He Absolutely, definitely used side flips, and. I think it's telling that That's it ain't what we all easy. Call them, right? Sure, why not? Uh, I think it's telling that it ain't easy is the last track on the first side, mm-hmm. 
And also, it was written by someone else entirely. It was by Ron Davies. It is Ron Davies. American singer-songwriter and musician. He was described by CMT News at the time of his death as the family's artistic... Yeah, shut up. Uh, Let's see. He... Shut up, Wikipedia. (laughs) We know better than you. (laughs) Um, What else did he do? Quite a beard. I'm I'm impressed. Thank you. Thank you, Ron, for that beard. Um, Oh, three dog... Another three dog night. Much like Paul Williams. He was a three dog night guy? Uh, oh no, covered by Three Dog Night. Oh, okay. Oh, he it is. ain't easy was covered by Three Dog Night. Oh what? Okay, hold huh? on. I'm just reading the words on the screen. Three. <laughs> As you rapidly scroll up and down and I try to keep up. Sorry. Yeah. My brain. Let's see. Uh, I'm trying maybe, to write a podcast here. Maybe oh, Ash. We're recording it live. Maybe maybe Asher will play that, that version of that song. Yeah. See, this sounds more like what I think of when I hear the Bowie version. Like this is. This yeah. This makes sense. It's like the this is what was going for like maybe Ziggy did a, a just a folksy tune in the middle of his mm. set. Sit down on the stage with an acoustic guitar and then all the other crazy stuff happens. Holy shit, maybe maybe this was the shit that Ziggy Stardust actually and I think this is kind of what you just said. This is this is the shit Ziggy Stardust actually sang and performed. He didn't sing or perform any of his own music. That music is Ziggy Stardust in character in the story. Uh oh. <laughs> We're uncovering some weird stuff. But yeah, that's that's my thought. I'm like, that's this is his thought. thing where he sat down and went, this is, what, this is what the cats in America are playing. Although he's British. This is what the cats in America are playing. <laughs> <laughs> I think that was South African. Over there. Um, there we go. <laughs> that would make sense yeah especially because this is that's kind of the sort of thing that bowie was doing just a couple albums before okay in fact uh keep going back to going back to our mothership (laughs) space reference um in fact not to here we can do we can do some spoilies. Uh, man who sold the world album, not song. Nope, not his cover of Nirvana. Nope. <laughs> <laughs> um. Uh, let's see here. I mean, I hope you don't mind spoilers, but this can give you some context. Oh, my brain. Oh, wait. No, here, let's go with this one. So, I, I don't know if you, it just so happens that Asher's playing it. 
in the other room. I don't He's know a how convenient well child. This is so convenient. Um, ever since he, you know, when ever we record, moved in with you. when we record this episode, when we record these episodes, he uh, just decides to not drink purple stuff, and it really helps him be more useful. Um, so anyway, that's. I think it might be a, like a self-reference. It could be. It, I think it's. I think it's actually all of the things. Because again, mm. this is a guy with like so much ADHD. He has like a million six ADHD. Um, and so in like, that, hey, we should put this one in there. Yeah. Well, and, and that. Not? Well, that, and I could totally see him being like, yeah, it's that, and and it's that, and it's that, and it's that. But they don't have to get all of it. They just have to get one of the six things that it is. Huh. 